Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Tonight on SmackDown Live's AfterBuzz TV After Show, we have a new tag team, a new host for Moment of Bliss, and one superstar's in-ring debut. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Hey everybody, welcome back to another Tuesday here at AfterBuzz. I am your host, Gabby Loren, taking over for Christian Rosenberg this week, who is no longer with us. Just kidding. Uh, he's around. He was just taken by The Undertaker. Uh, what's after, going he heard, on? after he heard that, he's no longer with us. <laughs> yeah, he's going to hate me after this. Don't watch, Christian. All right, and sitting alongside me, my co-host for the evening. Tom Connolly. Yeah, we got two-thirds of the crew here yes, tonight. Yes, we do. It's going to be awesome. Mm. It's like our one-week reunion every time. If we don't have, like, a pay-per-view in between to hang out together, it's our one day out of the week that we we get to have a reunion. We catch up with each other. We get to catch up, tell our life story in, you know, an hour. But, yeah, tonight's episode was really good, I thought. Not one of my favorites, but it was still good SmackDown overall. What was your overall thoughts of tonight's show? I liked it. I mean, I think it was, you know, the last couple weeks that we've, you know, obviously been... Not too kind to how the show's been going, but I think this was a step in the right direction. I think we're seeing changes from people. At least, you know, good matches being set up. And, you know, I was fine with it. Right, and so our commentators actually started off the evening by kind of recapping what happened last night on Monday Night Raw, and whoa, did it get dramatic. It did. Uh, I didn't know what was going to happen, if there was going to be a fire in the building or what, <laughs> but essentially we saw a recap of Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley pretty much knocking each other out mm. into that, what do you call them, the LEDs? LED board, yeah. yeah, the LED board. They were right near the entrance to where you come out of the stage and get into the ring, and they knocked the whole board down. Sparks mm. were flying. Mm. It was crazy. Yeah. I even put on my Instagram a short poll today after I was watching the SmackDown recap of it just to say, like, what did you guys think? Like, is somebody mm. really injured, mm. or is this a storyline? What are your thoughts? So what did you think about what happened last night? I think it's very mm. telling of the direction of where Raw and SmackDown are going to be going in the near future. Yeah, I mean, I think they wanted to start the show off with a bang, and they did for sure. (laughs) It was something that I don't think anyone was expecting. It it was like, okay, we've seen these guys wrestle before. You know, they haven't really done anything too crazy. They've been doing, like, arm wrestling and tug of war. And now they're like, all right, we're getting a match between the two of them. And, I mean, I thought it was cool. It was really cool. Like, it was... I like the... They did a kind of a weird camera angle that mm-hmm. was really, like, almost behind the curtain but far away that they just stayed on the whole time. Like, you didn't see anything close up that was happening, which I thought was kind of cool and different. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, hey, we got some pyro back, so. Yeah. They say we haven't <laughs> seen it in a very long time. Yeah, uh, so, I mean, that was cool to see. I mean, it was very well done, like, the execution of it, of, like, the timing of to hit yes. those, hit all that stuff. The exact moment when they're going through those boards right. was was cool. 
it looked also like as if a TV or some sort of monitor came down as well. At some point, while the sparks were flying, something like hit the floor. Oh. Also, well, I think it was it's the boards because that's all like you know. Mo- you think there was another board connected to everything else? No, I this think- was like a few seconds into them already. They were on the ground. No, I think, I think it was like they ripped through because those LED boards are not like they're how they're placed. Like I think it would, maybe it was just one of them that fell. Like they just from the impact, like mm-hmm. it kind of got hit a little bit, and then maybe. After everything was going off, it just kind of fell. Well, WWE put out an update on social media saying that Bobby was released from immediate care and Braun Strowman has a possible separated pelvis. And the Wrestling Observer Radio also reported that Strowman had a busted spleen and maybe out of in-ring action for a bit. Mm. So, yeah, I'm just, I mean, obviously, like... If Braun is really injured, Mm. he may be out for a little bit. Yeah. Because... That's kind of intense. Of course, mm. like I don't believe this the pelvis part. Yeah, but the I mean, spleen yeah. was actually reported on other mm. sources. Yeah, I mean maybe he, there is some kind of injury that he has that they mm. were like. But I think this is a good way of getting him written off TV. Where I mean, we did see that little promo from Lashley later in the show where it was like a you know a phone video thing, um, which I thought was cool. Like it was it was at least a good update to get an update on one of them. I kind of wish. We wouldn't have heard from either of them, though. Like, I just yeah, me too. Because to then it makes away. it more real. Yeah, like I just wanted them to go away. I don't need him on his phone, like kind of cutting a promo. Like, yeah. I just want to know. I like I'd rather him the camera be like in the hospital, mm-hmm. like one of his like family members filming him. Yes, it was a little bit <laughs> yeah. of a cheap ending. I yeah. feel <laughs> with Bobby Lashley mm. just doing his like social media selfie yeah. with a little IV bag in the back, yeah. or not even the bag, the metal piece that yeah. holds those IV bags, and it's just like he was released for a meeting. From immediate uh, care, like no big deal. Yeah. I wanted to also address this that I have a friend. I've been to Thailand, and I have a friend that was there for New Year's Eve once, and went to that full moon party. That's really crazy. And they always light the year on fire, like it will say, oh. like 2018, uh-huh. 2017, whatever. And one year, while they were lighting off fireworks, and that happened. The fireworks, because of the wind, went into the crowd, mm-hmm. and people were getting those sparks. Mm-hmm. So what we saw, the pyro, mm-hmm. um, on Monday Night Raw, it looked like it was right around where they were. So in my opinion, mm-hmm. I would also think that's quite dangerous yeah. and could have burnt their skin. It looked like mm-hmm. in the close-up shot, mm-hmm. they were actually getting hit. Yeah. I mean, I... I think they were. I mean, I think it's just and a matter burns. of yeah. I think it's a matter of you just close your eyes and <laughs> hold your breath and hope you know hope for the best. Like it's try crazy. to cover your face, yeah, as much as you can. Well, well great yeah. job Monday Night Raw. I'm giving you props this week. Yeah. Although you know I'm still sticking loyal to my brand SmackDown, and I have mm-hmm. high hopes. You know, with Eric Bischoff in charge. Mm-hmm. Anyways, moving on. So we open up the real show with the Kevin Owens show, my favorite. And he's in the center of the ring. He brings out guests Drew McIntyre and Shane McMahon. And Owens calls out Shane saying he's being afraid of The Undertaker and is making excuses, essentially, for why he forced Drew out of the ring in his presence prior. So, what do you think about this whole scenario with Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre and then Dolph Ziggler coming out mm. out of nowhere yeah. <laughs> to challenge him yet again because Dolph Ziggler is always about himself, mm. really wanting that championship belt. He thinks he deserves his WWE championship and so here he is in ring trying to convince 
Shane McMahon alongside Kevin Owens, that he's really the one that deserves a match for mm-hmm. this championship against Kofi Kingston. Because it should have been him again. Again. <laughs> but I felt like, you know, Kevin Owens did a really good job of saying what we all think about Dolph Ziggler. Mm-hmm. You know that enough. We've heard you say this a yeah. thousand times. You are not all you think you're cracked up to be, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> in more or less terms. Yeah. So, yeah, what was your I mean, thoughts I, on I that? Th- I mean, I think what we're seeing is, I mean, which happened at the end of the show, it was a slow, it's a slow face turn for Kevin Owens, I think. Like, him, the way he read the cards. <laughs> yes, which was hysterical, by the way. He read cue cards yeah. to announce uh, his guests. I love him being like, uh, the under... Taker, like, <laughs> <laughs> but him him going after Shane. Obviously, Shane's kind of the biggest heel now. So him, you know, provoking him, trying to get Shane to really say that he's afraid of the Undertaker, uh, was was the start of it. And then he gets put in this weird tag team with Dolph, which I think is kind of also weird because last time last time we saw him, he was walking out on. Sami Zayn, mm-hmm. so which is not a face thing to do. It's, it's more, not so, at all. And we got no follow up on Raw with Sami at all mm-hmm. or Kevin. So, but I just thought it was it was definitely we're getting we're getting that slow turn of him, well, which I think is fine because I think they never should have turned him in the first place. Mm-hmm. Like I think really what came down to was okay, we need someone to go against Kofi, and. We need someone, you know, that we could kind of switch really quickly or be shocking to go against them. And they were like, all right, let's just get Kevin Owens. Even though he was doing fine in that face role, I thought, when mm-hmm. he first came back and was a good guy. Uh, like, yeah, you know I, what I, I, I know, think. I know you didn't like it, but I, I think he was entertaining, though. Like, I think yeah. he was still... It was a different side of him that we have never never seen. Definitely before. a different side of yeah. him. Well, Shane eventually went up booking Owens and Ziggler yeah. later on to face heavy machinery for a tag title shot at Extreme Rules. So for this episode, they're going to partner up. Yeah. Which is so odd. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I find it very weird that he kind of left the whole Sami Zayn picture yeah. and we don't have a follow-up <laughs> to that. Who knows if that storyline will continue at mm-hmm. some point. But now he's being thrown to work with Ziggler in the ring and, mm-hmm. yeah, I just, I feel like Ziggler's storylines are always random. They never really they connect are. to anything and mm-hmm. they never are dragged out. I think the the last good storyline he had was when, was when he was going against The Miz on SmackDown for, like, the IC title, like, a year and a half ago, two years. Mm-hmm. That's probably the last good storyline he had. I mean, the stuff with Kofi was interesting, but I feel like you kind of knew what the outcome was going to be. I wasn't worried, like, Ziggler was going to win the belt off Kofi. So, when you're going into it, like, yeah. no, I'm like, ah, oh, not worried. I, I know what's going to happen. Like, it makes me be like, I don't really want to watch. Mm-hmm. I don't really, you know, I know what's going to happen, so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I didn't at all think that Ziggler was going to get that mm-hmm. at all. <laughs> There's no reason for it. Mm. But um, anyways, so for the winner of this tag team match tonight, mm. they automatically get entered into the match at Extreme Rules, mm. and that's already with New Day and the Planets tag team. Yes. So those are already the announced mm. uh, tag team partners for that match. Uh, next up, we see Daniel Bryan in a match against Big E. So... Yep. We, but I don't know what notice, that means, but did you the bell. The, uh, <laughs> did you notice what happened to uh, Daniel Bryan's tag team partner? Do you want to elaborate? 
Uh, he he lost the name. <laughs> He's not no longer Eric oh, Rowan. Rowan. He's just Rowan now. No. Yeah. Yep. Oh my god, I didn't even pay attention to that. Oh, I thought it was weird because when they did the little back, right. the little interview backstage before it with with Kayla, she was like Daniel and Rowan, and I was like. Rowan? What are you talking about? But this time... Now this time it just says Rowan. It didn't say Eric Rowan. It just says Rowan. Well, so. usually they drop the last name. So I now know. they're dropping well, the already, first. There's already an Eric in the Viking warrior guys. Oh, so they had to get creative. So they had to get... <laughs> oh no, WWE. Come on. Yeah. I love Eric Rowan. I know. Yeah. It sounds like a real name for a real person. It's hard to keep up every time yeah. they change someone's name. Mm. Well, good catch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I guess they dropped Eric from Eric Rowan, mm. but... Eric Rowan was uh, ringside by Daniel Bryan's side. Um, so this match started off with Biggie throwing Bryan across the ring to show off and kind of take control mm. at the start. Bryan took a shoulder tackle, and then he smiles and tells Bryan to do it again. He locks Bryan in an abdominal stretch, and he, like... Taps his butt a few times. I'm trying to say this in a nice way. It was so weird. Oh, my God. But also adds, like, comedy to it, I guess. It's very new day of him. It's very biggie to do that. Yes, very, very biggie. So are we seeing a wrestling match here? I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah. Daniel Bryan in. So, yeah, it's a good wrestling match. Um... So then Brian breaks free, Biggie turns him inside out with a clothesline, and then Brian had E locked in a half crab during the break, and we return to see him unloading on his knees with a few kicks. And then he slaps Biggie's head a few times, and then he gets a little bit angry. So after that, he hits a signature trio of belly to belly suplexes, and then Brian hits the yes kick. And uh, then plants Big E with a slam and hits the running splash for a two count. So, Brian ended up defeating Big E in mm. this match. Because Eric Rowan. Because of Eric oh, Rowan. I mean, Rowan, not Eric Rowan. Yeah, Rowan. <laughs> Rowan interfered mm. from outside and attacked Big E. Mm. So, what would you think about this match, Tom? I thought it was fun. I mean, good match. I mean, good showing by both guys. Mm-hmm. I mean... If anything Dana Bryan is, is in is going to be entertaining, and then you add Big E to it and it makes it more entertaining. So, <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, well, I didn't think Big E was going to win. To be honest, mm. um, I, I was either way on it. I wasn't sure. Right. I wasn't sure. I wish I liked that. I liked going into it knowing like Big E could easily could beat Dana Bryan, but I think it was like Dana Bryan outsmarted him by having Rowan help him win. Right. So. Well, exactly. So I guess mm-hmm. with Rowan in Daniel Bryan's corner, it's more yeah. likely that he's going to get the win while yeah. Biggie didn't really have that opportunity. But um, my opinion on it was that in Biggie's situation, we're coming up to extreme rules, and yeah, both teams are going to be in that extreme rules mm-hmm. tag team match. But Daniel Bryan and Rowan seem to be like the dominant forces to me mm-hmm. right now. I know that obviously New Day has Kofi, who's the champion. But I don't think they're going to have Daniel Bryan to continue to lose up into this pay-per-view. I think there has to be a few moments where he... Yeah, I mean, them being champions, wins. they can't yeah. lose all the time. They can't lose yeah. all the time. They have mm. the championship. So, yeah. I yeah, I wasn't thinking Biggie was going to come out a winner on this one. Mm. Uh, next up, we see R-Truth backstage cutting a mm. promo. Mm. Talks about how he wants to win... Um, 
His 24 7. His baby back. His baby back, <laughs> yeah. If you don't know what his baby is, you might need to look up some videos on WWE.com. Yeah. But and his if you, if baby you, is a 24 7. Yeah. And if you're not following Drake Maverick on Twitter, you need to start immediately and watch all the videos he's posted because they are really funny. Because now he's going on his honeymoon with his wife. And and they're posting those videos. Yes, like they're driving in the car and he's like, we're going on our honeymoon. And she's like, yeah. And then he's like holding the belt in front of her face. Like being like, it's so great. We can't wait to go. Like, just like, it's just been really funny. So is she yeah. more vibrant in these social videos that you've seen? Because the wedding one, she yeah. didn't really do anything. No. And then the backstage one mm. that we see later, which we haven't gotten to yet. Mm. I didn't really feel like, I mean, she had her part in it, but. yeah, yeah. She wasn't really doing anything. No, she's. I mean, she's definitely getting more entertaining, like more oh, okay. into it. Cool. As because then, like, he's like, <laughs> they're like walking, and he's like, "All right, I'm gonna go check us in." And then she's like, "Look at her take." She goes, "Where am I sitting?" And he's like, "Oh, in 37F." And she's like, "Where are you sitting?" And he's like, "I'm the 24/7 champion. I'm sitting in first class." What do you mean? Where do you think I'm sitting? Like, so he's like That's going so on his honeymoon, getting her. Get, he's getting a first class ticket, and she's in the back by herself. <laughs> I hope they do videos of him like walking back there, videotaping to see her, or her like, yeah, video, to see him like drinking. Like, if he actually did get a first class ticket. No, you know it would be hysterical if he had the first class mm. ticket. Yeah, oh, we see the picture up, up there. Yeah. If you guys are watching on YouTube, you can see live one of the mm. photos of. Him with the 24-7 yeah. title. I, but I think it would be hysterical if they did a story where he's on the plane in first class and he literally bought a seat mm-hmm. for his championship title oh, and then that, said yes. to his wife, no, I'm sorry, you have to sit in basic economy. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's a good one. I haven't seen that yet. Like, yeah. that's how important uh, yeah. the title is. <laughs> and then she's like, honey, we're getting divorced. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh. No, she didn't say that. But, um, so... Do you think when they filmed this, they're actually on their honeymoon or what? I think, I think they are. I think now they're actually really going on their honeymoon. I think it was just like, <laughs> hey, let's do this. And then, you know, I'm sure there's going to be more funny videos or fun videos coming out from them being there. I wouldn't be surprised if our truth shows up wherever they're going <laughs> and wins the belt back. <laughs> that would be hysterical. Like incognito on the plane yeah. or wherever. Mm-hmm. On the beach. Yeah. He's like their server. Yeah, like people waiter. online are saying like they can't wait for she, for her to beat him for the belt. Yes. Right. <laughs> you mean like his wife is going to yeah, attack yeah. him and then help for him to no, get... No, his wife wins the belt. Wins the 20 oh. Like, beats him for it. Well, that's going to be complicated <laughs> if she doesn't have a WWE contract. <laughs> Anyone can win. Anyone can win the 24-7. Yeah. Hey, well, speaking of... Here. Do you think uh, that would be if uh, Drake Maverick's wife wins that title? you think it would be a callback to when uh, one of the Godfather's escorts won the hardcore title back in the 90s? Maybe. Kind of. I mean, yeah. Because <laughs> that was like super random. Them out of nowhere. Well, I think mm. since we have new people on the creative team, anything is possible. Mm. So you just never know what's going to happen. Yeah. But um, speaking of, I don't know, I was going to make a really amazing segue and I just totally lost <laughs> my track with that question, even though it was great. But we have amazing fans that tune in every week. Unfortunately, I am not Segway City here, but uh, we have amazing fans tuning in live about 69 right now. So shout out to everybody watching. Currently, Dylan Matthews, Zeno Hour, we have Joseph Boza, Rocky Empire, Charlene, Dan G, amongst a bunch of others, The Dark OPZ, and Eric Naquin. 
Tom, why don't you let our fans know and everybody in the live chat how they can support us here at AfterBuzz and for our WWE SmackDown Live After Show. Yes, all of you guys in the uh, chat row right now, if you are watching, you need to subscribe on the YouTube channel. You need to go to iTunes. Give us a five-star rating for every episode because we always give you guys five stars. Because that's what we do every week. We entertain the people. And definitely leave a comment. Get in on the conversation each week. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you don't like. If you if you like Kofi Kingston, if you don't like Kofi, let us know. Um, and yeah, you know, being part of AfterBuzz is so much fun for all of us. We get to come here each week, talk wrestling with you guys, see what's going on in the world of wrestling. Yeah. Um, Exciting things happening now. So we'll see what happens. Definitely exciting. Yes. Well, thank you, Tom. So next up we see Alexa Bliss backstage with Nikki Cross. She's pretty much giving her the go on hosting her show, A Moment of Bliss. So Nikki Cross has this major opportunity, and she's like, oh, no, I don't think I can handle this. I'm not a host. And Alexa Bliss is like, no, you've been doing so amazing. Like, this is an opportunity I want to give you. So next up we see A Moment of Bliss. Starring Nikki Cross. <laughs> and Nikki Cross brings out her guest, Bailey, of course. Who else is she going to bring out? So, um, Bailey pretty much says on the mic in her interview that she doesn't have to do her bidding to Nikki Cross. Mm. because For Alexa. For Alexa. So, Nikki's here defending Alexa, saying, oh, no, 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 she's such a great person. She's mm. been so good to me. But Bailey's here saying, no, like... You know, yeah. underneath all the words, uh, pretty much, she's using you. You don't understand. Yeah. And so, of course, Cross is getting offended and asked Bailey, you know, why she called Alexis a liar mm. or Alexa a liar. Mm. Um, Bailey says it's because she is actually a liar. And Nikki says that it is not the Alexa she knows. Mm. So next up, Bailey pretty much challenges her and says, well, why aren't, you know, you getting a shot at Extreme Rules? Why mm. am I fighting Alexa Bliss? Yeah, she did beat her, so. Exactly. <laughs> and so because of peer pressure and, you know, what Bailey is pretty much putting on Nikki Cross in that moment in front of this entire audience, mm. Nikki's nervous. Yeah. So Nikki's kind of <laughs> like, you know, you're right. So Nikki accepts her challenge and they wind up in a match in mm. ring. It was a pretty quick match. It wasn't super long, though. Yeah, exactly. Mm. It was very quick. Mm. Not a title match, let's be clear. Uh, But it was something where I think Nikki felt like she needed to prove herself in the ring. And I think Bailey as well. Well, With Bailey winning, like, it was was something to give her some more momentum to get back. Because she lost, she did lose to Nikki to get... So Alexa would get that title shot. Yes, but I don't so. think it was like revenge on mm. that situation. I think mm. it's more so let me get at Alexa mm. by defeating gotcha. her pawn, oh, Nikki okay. Cross. I would have done it the other way. I would have let had Nikki win again because then I think it would then I, then they could make it a triple threat. Uh, you know that I mean? would be great because like, because then, then I think there would yeah. be like a legit reason to be like, well, Bailey, I beat Bailey twice in two weeks or whatever. I pinned the champion twice. That's another yeah. way you could go. And but Alexa then, still never beat Bailey. <laughs> I just feel like that would completely end the storyline of Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross at that point because obviously both of them can't win. Yeah, but then we're yeah, but I think that brings it to a head because it does. Is, is Nikki going to help Alexa? Is she going to you know go in for herself and try to win the belt because she deserves it? If she pinned the champ twice and Alexa still never beat Bailey, then I think 
know? there's time for this to develop to that. Yeah. So I think it's good right now how they're mm. keeping it. And then post Extreme Rules, like whatever is to come next that's really big, um, we, you know, we can wait to get that storyline yeah. more involved. I mean, I think a fun storyline to be for this would be that we all think that Alexa is going to turn on Nikki. But I think it'd be almost more interesting if they even worked together to where they both, one became Raw Women Champion, one became SmackDown Women Champion. Really? Yeah, right? I mean, I think it'd be cool. It'd be, it'd be what about Becky Lynch? Ah, she's okay. I love She'll Becky. be fine without the belt. No, Becky's <laughs> going to keep it for a while. I know she is, yeah. But I, maybe down the road. You know what I mean? Like, we think that, we just keep thinking they're going to turn. Yeah. And then eventually they're, you know, they've been swerving us the whole time. Mm-hmm. And have been working together on this whole thing. Yep. Well, I definitely think Nikki needs to be in Alexa's corner because if there was a triple threat match for that title and obviously they both can't win, it would mm. separate the two. They wouldn't like each other anymore. They'd turn on each other. And then where does Nikki go? So I think right now mm. this is good for Nikki. Yeah. Personally. I mean, she's in a storyline, which is good. She wasn't exactly. on TV for a long time. There's a lot of other people, though, that I feel like with the SmackDown women's division that are on SmackDown because neither Nikki or Alexa are on SmackDown, mm-hmm. like, on the brand. Like, we have Liv, we have Carmella, you know. I mean, I guess we're still seeing this, the Ember Moon, so you know, Mandy and Sonya storyline going out. So it's like there's still stuff, stuff happening, but I just feel like there's a lot of other people that are on SmackDown that should be getting an opportunity at the SmackDown title. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's always a story, right? Yeah. Never-ending story. Mm. Well, next up, we see Mustafa Ali, or Ali, mm. if you want to be grammatically <laughs> correct. He cut a promo, which was super interesting, because it almost looked like he was in the street. Mm. Um, the way the production shot it reminded mm. me of, like, a PSA on television mm. or something. Did you get that vibe? Kind of. I mean, I from from the video they did last week to this week... Is like this is what I want to see from him. This is the promos I want to see him cut. I don't need to see him walking around like, and there's some like weird guys like that look like they're up to no good, and he walks by and they're like, oh, we're gonna run away because like that's like corny stuff. The stuff they showed yeah. last week, like this was good, yeah, really good. So they're trying to make Ali seem more relatable, mm-hmm. as if he is like us, the regular average Joe. Not Samoa Joe, but the regular (laughs) average Joe. And, um, you know, he's just saying, like, look at me. I'm Mm. the face of you. Mm. And his whole promo was about relating to the audience and that if he gets the championship, that he will represent everybody. Mm. Well, I think think it's more representing the the minority of people where like you know he is a Muslim like or I think yeah yeah like so it's like yeah but I don't even think he was going that angle uh, he was I think he was just going uh, that angle of like like civilians no I think no I think he was going the angle of like you've been fed lies about about people about how people like mm-hmm. I look are supposed to act and how their name evoke you know what I mean like if his I think they never should have taken away Mustafa, like, if take away Ali, keep him as Mustafa. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but that kind of stuff where I think, I mean... But we've relating, seen, like, Jinder Mahal like, be a champion, so I don't really understand that angle, then, if that's what he's targeting. Because I think, because I think it's how... We've seen other cultures. But not I mean, really, even though. Kofi Kingston right now. I know, but that, right? but still, Kofi was the f- first African-American guy to win the Yeah, WWE but they're already changing the game, so for him to have this story... 
and say, like, he would be the person to do it is, like, old news. Because, no, we have Kofi Kingston being his story. But we never had someone that's a Muslim. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, I think it's... I think think you're trying to hit into, like, social issues that are happening in the world today. You Mm -hmm. know? So I think it's... And I think I think he's the person that can do it because I think he he does represent you know he's okay so he's for light. sure Pakistani oh that's okay yeah so I don't know I don't like think, maybe I don't think he is he, I, yeah, I'm I'm saying that but I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure he is though I think he, yeah he probably yeah. I mean I don't know uh, if anybody knows the answer to this in the yeah. chat room or is, is listening to the podcast I'm please just saying, I think you know. In the comment section. Yeah, so Zeno Hour says he was talking about Muslim Americans especially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's his opinion. Yeah. Okay. Because I think, because if you look at, if you ever heard an interview with him, um, he, when he was coming up in the independence, they wanted him to have like this crazy kind of like, not terrorist gimmick, but something along those lines. Mm-hmm. And he was like, and he, he was doing it and he was getting reactions from people. And then he said he went to one show and he like went to the crowd and like went up to some kid and he was like the the um, the fear that I saw in that kid's eyes looking Ooh. at me was like was hit, hit him so much to where he went but he went to them he's like I'm not doing that anymore he's like that's not how I want to be represented like mm-hmm. we're representing just that like that culture to these to people and that's all they think if that's all they know or that's all their you know all the news or information they're getting. They think that oh, because he's a Muslim, he's a terrorist. Like, which is not true. Like, you know Yikes. what I mean? Like, so he like was like, I'm not doing it anymore. So I think it's a, it's a very positive message that he is coming with, which yeah. I really enjoy. So I mean, I don't think it's the first message that's like that, but obviously in yeah. his mm-hmm. background, uh, he's trying to relate to all of the fans or yeah. people watching that mm-hmm. relate to him. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I guess overall, it's good. It's a good mm-hmm. positive thing. He's a face. Yeah. So I think this came next, but the we should talk about it regardless. When we already touched on it a little bit, but pretty much Kofi Kingston backstage 24-7 championship title got it back. That was a separate segment. Wait, Because remember we we saw him talk on camera first. You mean our truth? Or oh my god, yes. That's <laughs> like because we've been talking about Kofi just uh, now. I got confused. My brain's fried. It's almost 10 p.m. <laughs> so, yes, R-Truth was hiding mm. to get that 24-7 title. And, well, no, he has it. But, um, yes. <laughs> Anyways, there was an interaction mm. backstage for uh, the 24-7 mm. championship title. Tom, you want to get into no, that? that Do you remember? Raw. That was from last night. Oh, it was a recap. Yeah, 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 that was a recap. Oh, I didn't even realize it was a recap. I was <laughs> just thought I was like, it was. I was like, Archie doesn't have the belt. Drake Maverick has I, the belt. Yeah, no, Drake Maverick has it, but I uh, thought I guess I didn't realize it was a recap. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was actually happening. No, that was showing. That was from last night. Oh, so. all right. You hear news every day. All right. So, well, anyways, it was a recap of what happened last uh, night, yeah. and essentially, Drake Maverick was around one corner. Mm. Our truth was hiding, it looked like. Hiding from all the other guys, yeah. From all the and other then, guys looking. Yeah, and that was how Drake got the belt. So. Exactly. So uh, that's how he won the 24-7 championship belt. It was very interesting. He had a suitcase with him, <laughs> ready to go suitcase. on the honeymoon that we were yeah. talking about earlier. Mm. He totally left his suitcase. <laughs> I noticed that. His wife came out from the other side, mm. and he kind of, like, grabbed her, and then they ran off yep. together. But uh. it's so funny how he, like, got um, R-Truth down on the ground and then called in 
the he's like, yeah. I need a ref, and then automatically <laughs> one ref slides in, in like it's just automatic. <laughs> it just happens. Um, but anyways, it's it's fun. I love it. Mm. Like it's getting a lot better. I think in the beginning when they first released that twenty four seven thing, it was a little confusing. But then when I saw it live, and now I feel like it's just like a really fun story. Yeah. I think this is probably one of the best ones they're gonna have. Yeah, I think so. It, I I was not a fan of it at first, but I mean when you get the the right people to do these storylines, they definitely work. Because yeah. these guys go all in. Like, they don't, they're not holding anything. Like, our truth is incredible with this. Like, yep. <laughs> like, this is the title he was born to have. It's so true. <laughs> yeah. He is really good at this. Yeah. Um, so, next up, we have Kofi Kingston mm. and Samoa Joe in ring. Mm. And. Joe, they're they're having a lot of battle with words here, mm. okay? Obviously, Samoa Joe wants yeah. this championship. Mm. They bring in their families, and it's just crazy. I mean, it's a lot. So, which, by the way, I wanted to mention, there's a lot of profanity tonight, and also... Not only with gestures, Listen, but verbal we're profanity. Going we're going back to the attitude yes, era. It's definitely changing, you guys. I don't know if you all noticed that. I'm like, is this Birds okay? Like, is this like kosher yeah. for USA Network? Are they cool with that? Hey, USA doesn't care. They just care about the ratings. Is ratings good? Okay, sure. I guess. <laughs> Speaking of ratings, mm. Raw had some of the highest ratings last night in a very long time. See? And it was even higher, I think, in the second hour. They were they, cursing on that show. You know, it's... <laughs> yeah, it was. I think their ratings went up um, about nine point seven percent increase. Messy. That's good. Yeah, from the prior week, mm-hmm. and then their their APM slot had like two point forty seven million viewers. Mm-hmm. Nine PM, two point six eight. So in that second hour, it went mm-hmm. up, which mm-hmm. is really good for them. Mm-hmm. So good job yeah. on Paul. I love this the, team. the confrontation though between the two of them, like. Joe and Kofi. Oh yeah, like they're great together. Joe's such a good. He's so good on the mic, and Mm -hmm. man, like I wish he would have won the belt from AJ whenever they were fighting last year, just because it would have just it would have made sense in that feud. Yeah, it would, and it just would have made it would have made him more. I think more legitimate now, but I mean, he's still he's still legit. Like it's Joe, Uh, and I I thought I just loved him being like you know all you gotta do is shake my hand and I won't touch anybody. You know, your family, your friends until Extreme Rules. And, and I, I mean, I love Kofi being like, uh, no, I'm just going to flip the bird at you because, you know, I don't really care because mm-hmm. my friends can fight for themselves or I can help them. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was good. I thought it was great. It was a great way to set up the match. It was good. And Kofi got at least some revenge for him. You know, the last time we saw, both times, he choked him out, so... I, I really thought I I thought it was going to where when he was talking about like oh you know games we would play as a kid yeah like I really thought it was going to be like him grabbing and be like oh you know what game we used to play as a kid night night ooh <laughs> there you go with the creative I, I thought but it didn't go that way yeah so. it was interesting so um, there was definitely a war of words and one of the lines that was said was you will never have a moment like I did at WrestleMania to share yeah. with your kids. Mm-hmm. Harsh words. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, so then, so there was a, a war of words, and then Joe was pretty much trying to convince Kofi to shake his hand, mm. and he said, "It will give you protection up until Extreme yeah. Rules." Which, who needs your protection, exactly. Samoa Joe? Well, 
Come on. And he has two other guys in his corner. I know, but the, he doesn't need it's more of him being like, I'm just going to keep attacking them like he did oh, on yeah. Raw because like, he just came out and attacked well, Xavier Woods. So. My whole thought was don't do it because if you shake his hand, he's going to take you out. Yeah, uh-huh. He's not being honest. <laughs> he's a heel. So I'm glad that he didn't. Yep. And what happened was um, as he goes in, Kofi flips the bird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? <laughs> Is this okay? That's what mm-hmm. I want to know. Um, it's fine. Listen, I thought it was funny, but if I had, like, children, you're about to have two kids, so how would you feel if your youngsters were watching and like, someone's oh, flipping the bird? Don't do that, guys. It's, that's not the right thing to do. But, but if they're yeah. like, Dad, what does that mean? Uh, what do you say? I don't <laughs> His, his I hand hurts. Yeah, huh? His finger yeah. slipped. Uh-huh. He's just telling me he's number one. He's the number one contender <laughs> yeah, that's for great. the title. That's yeah. a really good way to get out of that situation. I like that. Yeah, because that's the only thing I was thinking of. Oh, what if you have, like, really young kids watching this? And, you know. But anyway, so that happened. Um, next up, we got Andrade back. Oh, yeah. He is back in the building. So he now has a match with Apollo Crews, which this is his in-ring debut on SmackDown since the Superstar Shake-Up. Is it? Yes. Official. Oh, my gosh. Really? Yeah. Isn't wow. that crazy? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I thought he had what? That. I mean, he's been on SmackDown before, so. Yeah, but I guess this is yeah. his first match. Well, he really like wanted a, to have that match, roster. you know, so. Yeah. So, um, they had a match. It started off by punches being thrown. Um, it was fast-paced, this match. Very fast-paced. Yeah. And I love Andrade matches. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Andrade. So, yeah. to me, I feel like automatically... Andrade versus Apollo Cruz was great. Mm. Like it makes your other opponent look awesome as well yeah. when you're good at what you do. Yeah, like I thought. I thought this really showed off Apollo and what he could do because I feel like we just haven't. He's so talented, this guy, and he's just never been in a story that does anything with him. Mm-hmm. And like he has the looks, he has the uh, athleticism to do the great, the, you know, that like standing uh, moonsault you know, flip, you're like how can this guy do this? Like, mm-hmm. he's like, I don't know how much he weighs, 250 something? Yeah, like, he's a big guy. <laughs> yeah. The fact that he can do those kind of moves um, and I, I, I like the ending of it too with, you know yes, I mean, I, that I, was I, my I, favorite part. I really thought that they were going to, you know, give Apollo the win here, but you know, Selena had other ideas and yes, she always did. Get, gets them, always gets involved. So this was actually my favorite part, I think, of all of SmackDown tonight. This match was incredible. Mm. Only because of the way that Zelina interfered here, mm. but made it, like, brought up the level of the match. So she's not just a distraction. Mm. She contributes to yeah. what's going on mm. and elevated what we were seeing. So... Yeah. Uh, in this, it was interesting because Zelina pretty much um, attaches herself to uh, Apollo Cruz, and she hits the Hurricane Rana yep, the from the, from from the, the apron <laughs> while the ref is totally distracted. Mm. And Andrade then takes advantage of that and hits the Hammerlock DDT for the pin mm. and takes the win. Yeah. And what a smooth move by Zelina. Mm-hmm. It was just like, she makes things look so easy. Yep, she really does. Yeah. I really I love that part. Mm. Um, so then next we move into Ember Moon versus Mandy Rose. This was another quick match. Yeah. Like, I mean, 
I was I was expecting to go a little longer, but I'm surprised that you know I'm surprised Sony didn't get involved. Yeah, she's kind of been taking all. a back seat a little bit. Yeah, but it's lately. like I feel like if it's a Sony match, Mandy gets involved to tries to help, but mm-hmm. she didn't really help at all. Well, I guess in yeah. a way it was nice because we got to see two of these really good superstars mm-hmm. have this match without interference for yeah. once. Mm-hmm. You know, there was no cheating involved, so that was good. I thought it was a pretty good match, and I love mm-hmm. Ember Moon as well. Yeah. Um, Mandy's like. Really nailing some things. Mm. She's pretty damn good. Yeah, that like running knee kick she does is really good. Yeah, uh, that I mean, was awesome. And the eclipse is—I mean, that's such a cool finisher. Mm-hmm. Ember's finisher is so cool. Like every time she does it, it's always impressive to see. <laughs> yeah, I would say I love that as well. I mm. thought like the running knee from Mandy was amazing, and then also Moon's um, eclipse mm. to get the win. Yeah. So obviously at the end because. Mandy Rose lost. Mm. Sonia Deville came to her side to comfort her. Mm. And that was the end of that. Yeah. Um, Nothing happened between them tonight. No, yeah. I was waiting. I, I, I was I, like... I, I had. I did go back and watch the clip from last what week. What did you think I when mean, you watched I, it back? I, when you watch it back, I maybe because I it was in my head, mm-hmm. I was thinking it, but it definitely was like, oh, okay. That's interesting. But they didn't do anything tonight. Yeah, so, so essentially last week mm. we had mentioned how we feel like there's an angle going maybe with Mandy Rose and Sonia being a little more intimate with each other. Maybe not just friends because mm. um, they were a little touchy-feely last week. Mm. But then this week at the end they had the shot of them, like yeah. her comforting her. But mm. they, they held this shot, but nothing was really going yeah. on. So mm. I don't know if that's going to lead to anything or if it will, but they just didn't. Yeah broadcast that tonight. No, oh, yeah. So, I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah, but it seems like a lot of the fans, when we heard back from our viewers, yeah. a lot of them felt the same way, that there's some, probably some storyline coming with Mandy and Sonya. There may be. I just, it's a, you know, thin line to travel on, or whatever that saying is. Like, is it, it like a thin line to cross, right? Kind of. I mean, yeah. Like, you don't want to cross the line. Yeah, like... Because they had this whole thing years ago with Billy and Chuck and where they were apparently gay and then they were going to get married and then they were like, oh, I'm not gay. I'm not. Like, it was just something where it was, like, very just over the top and ridiculous. And wow. It, it just didn't. It wasn't a good light on the on the LGBT community. community. Yeah. yeah. So. Got to respect them. Yeah. And it, we just ended Pride Month. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I'm going to breeze through this last part because we're, right. like, running out of time. Right. So the last match was Heavy Machinery and Dolph Ziggler and Owens. Mm. All right. I thought it was an amazing match. It was... <laughs> cool. Got some sound effects. Yeah. So, I mean, I loved it. Heavy Machinery. They are so cool. They're so different from every other tag team out there. Mm. So, I really enjoy watching them. Um, and then Ziggler and Owens, obviously, their downfall is their communication. They are not uh, established tag team. They were thrown together for mm. this match. So... Clearly, the cards are not on their side. Mm. And they weren't because Heavy Machinery defeated Ziggler and Owens. Mm. And then um, Ziggler pretty much was super kicked super kicked Owens by a mistake. Mm. Um, and then Was it a mistake? I well, think was, I, think I think it was a mistake, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Heavy Machinery took him out with the compactor. Mm. So Kevin Owens, at the end of all this, was so upset post-match mm. that he took Ziggler out with a stunner and in mm. true KO fashion had a victim moment in ring. 
aka a temper tantrum, mm-hmm. which I love seeing. So hey, again, got, it's his show. It's his show. He's taking it back over. And that's how we ended SmackDown Live yeah. on Kevin Owens. I, th- I think it's Kevin Owens just turned face tonight. That's what I think happened. <laughs> yeah, he definitely did. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He didn't turn face. But oh, he definitely did. You think so? Oh, yeah. Well, speaking of, let's get into yeah. our quick wrestling wrap before right. we wrap up Got the show. You. That's right. It's a wrestling wrap this week. So, first up, well, I wanted to talk about Kevin Owens, but I'll say that for last. Okay. <laughs> you know, we were just talking about it. So, Eric Bischoff, we know that he has his new role on SmackDown with mm-hmm. WWE, but he actually talked about it on the 83 Weeks podcast since the news of him becoming executive director of SmackDown broke and he's pretty much saying that this is a huge opportunity for him. He hasn't had an opportunity as big as this like ever pretty much. I mean at least within the last 20 years. So he really specified how this is a whole different ball game for him and he's really excited and him and his family are actually set to move to Connecticut with the dog, wife and dog um <laughs> On either the 10th or the 11th of July. Mm. But he wanted to thank everyone and say how overwhelmed he was by the response that he received from all the fans about how excited they are that he's going to be a part of this. Um, And he confirmed that his podcast with Conrad Thompson will definitely continue. And he mentioned how it's helped him look at things from a different perspective and has made him more energized about the pro wrestling industry. So we all know that Paul Heyman's also been named the executive director of Raw. Bishop is the executive director of SmackDown, right. and both report directly to Vince McMahon, so kudos to Bischoff. Um, thanks for all the info, and we're so happy that you had this major career opportunity. It's like you're never too late yeah. in your life. I mean, I don't know how old Bischoff is. I'm sure someone out there... I think there, he's like you know, in his 60s. Yeah, like in your 60s, you're getting your career mm-hmm. highlight. That's awesome. But I mean, I think so. his career... I don't know. I mean, I think his career highlight was when he ran WCW. Well, but I think getting, sure. getting this is like... He was like in charge, in charge of WCW. Like, of course. He was the Vince of WCW yes. at the time. But so. for him, I guess, right now is his career highlight since... Oh, yeah. Years. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's good. Nice. I think it's going to be. It's a. It's a refreshing, kind of welcoming to people where it's like, let's see what happens, because we have you know all these other promotions going on, and WWE has been stale. So let's you know, like Vince McMahon says, let's shake things up mm-hmm. and see what happens. I hope. I hope. I hope. What I want. Is no more wild card mm-hmm. after Extreme Rules. After Extreme Rules, the brand split is is set in stone. No more switching shows. Yeah. Whoever's on the show is on that show now. Well, fans, let you us know? know what you think about yeah. that. Do you want the same as Tom? Let us know. That's the only thing I want. So Jinder Mahal <laughs> underwent surgery for his ruptured patellar tendon. Mm-hmm. He's doing well. Mm-hmm. And we all mentioned last week that he did sign another five-year contract with WWE, so I'm sure we will be seeing him as soon as he recovers. Um, He had his surgery at Andrews Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Center in Birmingham, Alabama, so they must have been really good. He's going to Alabama for it. Um, But yeah, it's exciting. I mean, I'm sure he'll be better. I remember, like, we talked about how his career took off after he came back. He he left Mm -hmm. WWE. Got in crazy shape yeah. and came back. So who knows? Maybe Ginger will be a new character, a new man. We have no idea what to expect when he comes back. <laughs> but yeah, um, so he's doing Good well. Good luck on your recovery. Good luck on your recovery. My last story. Okay, let's get to the last story. Kevin Owens <laughs> says that he would love to become a baby face. Oh, he got his wish. So, well, I don't know about that. It's not confirmed. But Kevin Owens did appear on Lillian Garcia's podcast, Chasing Glory, 
this week, and he opened up about his personal struggles in the WWE and said he's not really satisfied with his performances week to week. Sorry, Kev, I love your performances, so you need to have more self-confidence in that arena. <laughs> um, so he just said he's been had a lot of stress and unhappiness and pivotal career moments like his world championship run. Uh-huh. So it's crazy to think that this guy was like a world champion, but like unhappy at the same time. But that, yeah. that's how like depression hits. Um, he also said in the Garcia interview about if he enjoys being a heel more than a baby face. And he said that he would actually prefer See? to go. I told you, he's getting yeah. his wish. He wants uh, to be a good guy. He wants to be a baby face now because he said, <laughs> only because I've been a heel for so long, I personally am ready for something different. Uh-huh. And I also would love to see how successful I can be as a baby face. Yep. My ego tells me I'd be great, but I got a tiny taste of it. And then for reasons beyond my control for what the show needed, I had to go back the other way. Uh-huh. And I'm trying to make it as good as I can, but I still have this need to find out if I'm right. So we'll just have to see in the future. But you guys should definitely listen to the Kevin Owens podcast episode with Lillian Garcia of Chasing Glory. Yeah. Um, I know you got to listen to a little bit of it. I'll probably listen to it on Thursday when I'm on my drive to Sheehan. Gotcha. But yeah, that about wraps up everything today. Mm. I'm sorry Christian wasn't here, but I hope you guys enjoyed me hosting the show and Tom's presence as well. Of course. No rage tonight, <laughs> but Tom, you want to tell everyone where um, they can find you and get some rage Yes, yeah, no rage tonight. <laughs> I, I was fine with the show. It was good. Uh, you guys can find me Twitter, Instagram, Tom the Com. Also check out my Etsy store at Connolly Central and Twitter, Instagram, Connolly Central. Amazing. Buy those rings. <laughs> Buy them. I got babies. I got kids coming. He's got to support two <laughs> twins coming up. So you guys need to buy those rings. And you guys can support me on Cameo and yeah. ask for a video. Exactly. I'll do that yeah. for you. A personal one. Uh, but anyways, you guys can follow me on, at uh, Instagram and Twitter. Gabby Loren TV. G-A-B-B-Y-L-O-R-E-N TV. I'll be at Shein on Thursday, regardless of July 4th. I'm still working. They're a Chinese company, so they don't take American holidays. And I will be there. So if you guys want some exclusive deals for July 4th and go shopping, then uh, definitely download the Shein app and tune in to me hosting that. Um, And I also got to be a stand-in for Allison Brie from Glow this past week for a major magazine cover shoot Mm. that may or may not have involved other people in the wrestling industry. Sweet. Oh, my God, when it comes out, I will tell you guys which one it was. It was so cool. I can't post any photos of social media, of course. But, man, I got to take some bomb photos as a stand-in in a wrestling ring with all this designer clothes. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, it was so cool. So, yeah, I got some bragging rights right now. But I'm like, how nuts is this that I work for WOW? The owner of WOW and creator of WOW created the original Glow and the scripted Netflix show Glow. Yeah, wow. The major star on it, I'm a stand-in for. Like, what is life? It's so weird how things connect. But, anyways, it was really fun and a cool experience. Like, L.A. is the city of dreams. Right. <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll see you next Tuesday, and Christian will be back alongside us. We'll see you guys later. Thanks so much. <laughs> Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.